So for today's conversation, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about an experience that I have, or that I had, and it left some scars, and I wanted to talk about those, and I wanted to be authentic and open <clears throat> and tell you my story. This is a story about the time I went to Paris. Paris is supposed to be beautiful and magnificent, filled with art and architecture, a beautiful language, unbelievable food, phenomenal wine. It is a place that is synonymous with both culture and with romance. Paris is supposed to be the place that lovers go. I always held all of those romantic tropes in mind. I always wanted Paris to be that. And I know that's a rose-colored view. Paris is a city like any other. It is complex and sometimes gritty and sometimes beautiful. And it's filled with all different people from all over the world. You will have an incredible experience and it is multicultural. I understand Paris is complicated as any other large metropolitan city is. I've lived in many large metropolitan cities, from New York to Chicago to Berlin to Belgrade to all over. <laughs> it's no surprise that Paris isn't all glitter and rainbows. I never expected it would be. But Paris left a horrible scar on me. It hurt and cut so deeply into me that I've never been able to go back. I didn't expect that. But it happened when I was a kid. I was maybe 16. I was a foreign exchange student. I had doubled up on my classes so that I could get out of my U.S. high school and be able to go to Europe as an exchange student. And I had a wonderful time as an exchange student overall. I lived with a magnificent family that I love deeply. They are and always will be my family. And we were traveling in Europe. We did that quite frequently. It was one of the beautiful parts of being with this particular family is that they traveled quite a bit. And we were passing through Paris. We weren't staying for long. We were on our way to a city in northern France. I do not speak French. I didn't speak German very well either, but I was with a German host family, and German was becoming stronger in a language for me. Of course, when you're living in Germany with a German family, you will learn the language rather quickly. So I wasn't completely fluent at the time, 
but I was very conversational. And here we were, a German family and their American exchange students, going through Paris. I wanted it to be perfect. I was 16. I wanted to believe everything that I had read or heard about Paris. And I don't know or I don't remember at the time what the geopolitics were. So I can't tell you what was going on in the world. I don't know what the relations between the U.S. and France were at the time. However, I don't historically ever remember there being any particularly volatile time, not during my lifetime. But when we were in Paris, it was very obvious and very clear that Americans were not only disliked, but more along the lines of despised. I was... I was surprised by how unwelcome I was. This was not the same for my host family. My German family was very welcome. And to be honest, when I spoke German, everything was fine. There was no conflict. There was no problem. It was a lovely experience as long as I spoke German. The moment I switched to speaking American English, everything changed. It was along the lines of somebody flipping a switch. All of a sudden, I wasn't welcome. I spoke American English, and I had shopkeepers who would not sell to me. I made the mistake of saying something, and people would literally spit at me. I had several people on the street literally start cursing and spitting at me because I had spoken in American English. I don't speak French. I have no idea why they were so angry with me. I was 16. I didn't understand it to begin with. I'd never experienced this. But I could tell by the tone and the anger in their voice that somehow my presence was simply offensive. I thought it was an isolated incident, but it kept happening over and over throughout the couple days that we were there. There was one instance where we were having dinner at a lovely small restaurant. It was a beautiful little place, very small, very intimate. And we were sitting at a table that was fairly close to another table with a very nice gentleman and his female companion. I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, but they were a very attractive couple. And the staff came over and 
took our order, and I had to ask my host father uh, something about the menu. I didn't speak or read French, and I didn't know what anything was. And at this time, there were words that I didn't know in German either, and my host father, being fluent in multiple languages, simply responded in English. And we conversed for a short period of time, but it was enough that the waitstaff clearly noticed. And they brought my host parents food, but they refused to serve me. There were many words that were thrown around by everyone involved. My host father was not pleased, of course. I did not understand what was happening. The wait staff were incredibly rude, of which they were lovely before English was spoken. The couple that was sitting next to us, the gentleman, well, he took quite an offense to what was happening. He was very angry at the waitstaff and had words with them and who I presume was the proprietor. I have no idea who this gentleman was. But out of the entire time that I was in Paris, he was the only person who actually stood up for me. He had them prepare quite a bit of food. And he and his female companion joined us for dinner. And he ordered several bottles of wine. And he spoke fluent English. And he came over and apologized to me. And said that he didn't want me to have that impression of his country. That not all people are like this. Even now, it kind of brings a lot of emotion to me. It brings tears to my eyes because he was the only person who really stood up for me, who really said, this is not okay. The remainder of the time in Paris, while short, was filled with more instances like that, more people who would yell at me on the street. I tried desperately just to stick to German so that I wouldn't upset people, could not understand why I was upsetting them so much. We were at a lovely park, I believe by, oh, I don't even know. I don't even remember where it was. It was a beautiful park. And I remember there were artists in the park and they were drawing. It's a very touristy thing where an artist will draw your portrait for you. And I thought, what a lovely thing. I would love to have that done. And I had a, an artist who was very keen to draw me. I am not someone who sees myself as being particularly attractive. But I do recognize the fact that for someone who draws portraiture, 
I am a good subject for that, and I do know that. So when this artist really wanted to draw me, I knew that was sincere. It wasn't some scammy, touristy trash. And I said something to my host mom, and she didn't know the right word and started talking in English. And this gentleman who was an artist was so disgusted by the fact that I was an American that he walked away. He refused to draw me, even though I was going to pay for that portrait to be done. It happened so frequently that Paris broke my heart. It broke everything I wanted to believe about Paris. Every romantic notion that I ever had was destroyed. Even the realistic images that I held of Paris, knowing it as a cosmopolitan city, they were tainted. Everything about Paris was poisoned by such cruel and unwarranted behavior. So I promised myself that I would go back because I don't believe that is really Paris. I don't believe that the city is always so cruel and callous or that it would always be cruel and callous to me. But I will admit I'm afraid to go back. I'm afraid to go back and be there alone because I don't know what the reactions will be. I'm terrified that it will be just as cruel and just as mean. I don't want to go and see all the touristy stuff. I've seen the Eiffel Tower. It was lovely. The Pompidou Center was spectacular. I loved the sculptures and the fountain. I loved just walking around. I saw Notre Dame before it had its horrific fire. I've seen the touristy places. To be honest, I have no interest in going back to that. I just want to walk along the river. I want to look at the architecture and watch the people go about their daily lives. I want to find a place to sit and just sketch. I want to sit in a park and just... Watch the world go by. Of course, I would love to have some magnificent food and some phenomenal wine. But what fun is that to do alone? Where is the magic in that if there's no one to share it with? And also, where is the magic in that if it's just going to be a cruel place? and I can't even defend myself. 
So I find myself caught in this loop of desperately wanting to go back to prove this is entirely wrong, to prove that moment in time never should have happened. And even though it did, that I can right that wrong by simply experiencing Paris in all of its beauty. But I'm caught because I don't want to be there alone. Where is the magic? Where is the romance? Where is the beauty if you have no one to share it with? It's if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? <laughs> if you're in Paris alone, is it really that beautiful and romantic? And so I'm caught between that. I want desperately to go back. I want desperately to prove that moment never should have happened. I want to heal over that wound, permanently seal it, and say, nope, that'll never happen again. But it still sits there. And I look, and I scour travel sites, and I think, when will I go back? I don't know. There's a wonderful phrase in, in Eastern Europe, when you part. And it's always said that we'll always have Jerusalem. Meaning that we'll always have that city. Not necessarily Jerusalem. It's just the common phrase. It'll always be that place that you'll go back to meet. It's always that Casablanca line, here's looking at you, kid. So for me, we'll always have Paris, won't we? I trust that this conversation was entertaining. Maybe a little thought-provoking. If nothing, it was authentic, and it was me telling you my story of why I love and am scarred by Paris, and maybe someday I'll be able to do a recording saying, I went back, and it was more magnificent than I ever dreamed. I hope I can record that for you someday. But if nothing else, thank you for listening and taking part in My Life Authentic. I trust that we will talk again soon. Take care.